Greetings and salutations. Greetings, greetings. It was the night before Christmas, and I threw the house. Oh shit! Wrong not season. Term, but it's not even spring, out. damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's spring, y'all. What's going on? We are back with our part two discussion with the wonderful Jermaine. Let me tell y'all right quick. So we can ready to talk about Easter and all of that, but. I just had a divine spiritual bath and meditation that was extraordinary. For everybody that's listening, regardless of what your faith base is, get you some good meditation music. I just listened to some uh, meditation mantras on prosperity and abundance and just did some. I'm not done yet. I still have two more things to do for my day of spirituality, but it I feel great and I feel recharged. But nevertheless... Thank you for coming back today, sure. guys. <laughs> was a little bit of a late start for me because who was up watching Disney movies? <laughs> was me. I can do that. I can do that. That that's what this 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 conversation is about. Really, is being at one with yourself and just flowing and growing. But um, how are you doing today, Jermaine? I'm good. I had a you know early start and stuff. You know, I'm I'm ready for the day. Um, Took care of my little scale baby and stuff. They they were a little irritable, but you know, the, the price of parenthood. So for those that do not understand, Jermaine is a reptile parent. He is a snake. So. Yeah. Little- those of y'all that are scared, if you're scared, go to church. No, I'm just playing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love. I, lo- I I always wanted a snake. But I am a feline father. I will eventually get, mind you, my cat is here chewing on stuff. Move Skittles. But um, I'm a feline father. I have three fur babies that are a lot to enjoy all the time. But let's get into it. So I have done, over the years, anyone that knows me that's listening, I do not celebrate Easter or really any Americanized holiday. Not that fellowship isn't a wonderful thing, but I love history. I love challenging our society to understand where a lot of these traditions came from. And so today on part two of It's Spring, Damn It, Where the Flower's At, we're going to talk about, well, what does Easter mean? For all of us that are celebrating these things, do we know what Easter means? I know that I have spoken a lot for those that are listening about Easter, um, and different traditions and stuff like that. Of course, witches practice um, honoring the seasons and things like that. But I think everybody does. Yesterday, for those who are just turning into tuning into this one, we talked about manifestation, blessings, uh, spring cleansing, the spring equinox, and all of that. And so, for the holidays, because I know today is what's today, April 9th? <laughs> or the fourth. The four, I, my days, y'all. I, when I tell y'all that spiritual bath transcended me into a whole other cosmic being. Nevertheless, today is Easter. And I do want to say for anybody that's celebrating Easter, please make sure that you are having a wonderful and rich time with your family, regardless of your faith base, that is filled with love and blessings. But let's get into it. So, um, Jermaine, yes. Minister, Minister Jermaine, <laughs> um, what is your concept on or your understanding uh, for you as just a person or someone that is educated theologically with spirituality and religion on where does Easter actually come from? What is 
the basis behind that. So let's start with the fact of Christian lore. A long time ago, the, the concept was this was the, the moment for Christians, which is a high holy moment, that way back when a stone got rolled away and then the, the, the risen Christ rose. So this is the day of resurrection. This is a day of transcendence. This is a day of shifting from one plane to another. Um, this is also the day of uh, challenging folk around uh, how to gather and, and, and yes, who, who, yes. who are the ones to bear witness to and who will be the messengers and all that. There's a lot of jewels in the story when we get into it, but the essence is this is the day that Christ rose from the dead and, and transcended to a new plane. So leaving this fleshly this is the day that the Lord has made us yeah. rejoice. That's, 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 that's the lore. That's, that's <laughs> the lore. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. That, that's it. No, short and sweet. Well, I appreciate you giving that concept. But today, we're challenging all of that. And mm-hmm. you know, I, for those that are listening, I am of divine witness. I used to be a part of the church, which I still love. I mean, all of that. But the true basis and meaning behind that, as we talked yesterday about it, is rebirth. Um, some believe that this holiday is actually based on fertility and sex. Some believe that it's based on just the seasonal change, as we talked about spring equinox. So outside of Christianity, as someone who is marvelous and being mm-hmm. so much more, what then is your perception going historically outside of Christianity, your context on the understanding of spring and I mean, Easter and its other concepts. So uh, Jermaine feels that Easter is truly a moment for reflection um, of our our, our journeys because it's a shifting of seasons. You're going from the, the winter into the spring. So like, what does that kind of mean for me as a person? So that for me, that means there's some reflection that's necessary. Like, what does this now, what, what goals am I going to set? So if I haven't set any goals, okay, so let's set some goals. Because now stuff is changing. Like, you don't have to wear a winter coat no more. You can wear a little wind brace, like perka. So what am I planning? What are my goals for the rest of the next couple of months or next couple of weeks? So that it transitions me into this new space and by making those plans and making those goals, it allows me to pull myself out of whatever space I was in before, because now I have something to shoot for. I have something to strive for. So for me, it's a, the moment of trans, transition and, 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 and stepping up my, my game, or as uh, um, T.S. Madison, step up your, your pussy. So that, that's my moment. Yes. To kind of go to this next level in my, my journey, in my process. So that means maybe goes around work, around spirituality, around me as a person and so yeah that's a quick and short answer well i appreciate that and today we're doing a historical context so i pulled some information i love everybody knows me i love going online and trying to figure out stuff and compare it to what i feel and what i know but christianity tends to be the most connected but you know the word easter might have derived and i pulled this from this context online um the Human Truth Foundation and some other things. If you follow my social media, I've been posting a lot. But the word Easter might have derived from a springtime Anglo-Saxon fertility goddess called Easter, known as 
Eostre in German and in Norse, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right, as Ostara, whose symbolization included the hair, the moon, and the eggs. But that figure, it says, is disputed, and others say it derives from the word east, dawn, or from the Norse word for the spring season. Easter is steeped in the symbolization of the cycle of the sun, which rises in the east and which in spring fondles the natural world to life. I said fondles. Ooh. But um, <laughs> in the northern hemisphere, the spring equinox, as we discussed yesterday um, on part one, occurs on the 21st of March when the length of the day increases until it is equal with the length of the night. The sun growing in power finally overtakes darkness and this solar rebirth is celebrated in most and ancient pagan religions where the agricultural life depends on the growth of the spring. So for me, this is the reason why I had this conversation because it, it's always one or the other, but the true meaning of Easter really derives and a lot of, I think the base of religions and I will be future having a conversation on Zodiac a lot of these things are derived from the seasons, actually. That's what it means as we talk about rebirth. And I don't want to take anything from, you know, who people worship, but on my podcast, I just want to, it's all about information. It's all about getting to the cream of things. And so when we're celebrating things, I always want to challenge people, even where it's Christian or witchcraft or whatever, to go and see where a lot of the things that you practice come from. Why believe something if you don't know where it comes from or why choose to follow something? And I think that's interesting because it is spring. The flowers are blooming. That's why this is titled Where the Flowers At, Damn It. Um, and you want to be in a place of rebirth and regrowth. And so for me, when I am sharing information, it is never to like, talk down to anyone it's just and I, I was like that when I was in church when I used to go to church I still was a person that felt like where did this come from why are we celebrating this and I want everybody to have that opportunity because you deserve with knowledge there's power but you deserve to understand why you're celebrating certain things do you agree or do you disagree so yes I think um if your god is not big enough for you to question then you may want to switch gods um, if, if your theological perspective can't take a question, you may want to go and read a book for yourself. Like, uh, yeah. So I absolutely agree. Questions are necessary because that that deepens a relationship. It's just like if you're in a, a human relationship with somebody else. How do you get to know a person? You ask questions. You engage in dialogue. You you you, you go through some things. That's the same thing with our relationships with the divine. Uh, beyond theological, the study of God, the, the relationship with the divine happens because there's, there's some exchange, there's a, there's a back and forth. So if you if your God can't take a question, then you may want to find a new God. Or go beyond your limits on what God can do and then tap into the purity of what God is supposed to be. Yeah, there you go. And there we have it. If, it, if God ain't working for you, take no, nah, I'm just, I mean, I'm, I love it. But I do want to encourage people to understand the true power and true potential in, in their own understanding and that a lot of information that is shared or distorted is not of the higher powers of mankind. But I want to go deeper into some of the symbolizations while we're talking in this, because, I mean, of course, Christian or Christianity in some context for some people have had to defend. But 
this is always and has been a pagan holiday. This is what I want people to understand. A lot of the, the, the holidays that we celebrate are pagan. And so rebirth is a new cycle. So let's take in context. So I don't think there's anything wrong with someone celebrating in their own way, in their new way, because it is a rebirth, a new understanding, all of that. But understand where that came from and where it started. Um, going on, what's interesting is the symbols of Easter and what they actually mean. The symbol of the egg has been tied since time immemorial with the concepts of life, birth, rebirth, and in particular with the time of spring. And I always thought that was interesting because of course we're eating these eggs and things like that. And so it's kind of a symbolization of imbuing our bodies and our minds and our spirits with these symbolizations of life, like giving life, of eating life, which even in Christianity, I'd be telling people, you know, no offense, but a lot of the stuff that people be doing is actually forms of witchcraft. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. This, is, I mean, this is just the interesting thing. These are rituals and things like that that are actually have been practiced since the beginning of time. And the egg and those symbolizations are some of those. Um, it is deeply interwoven with prehistoric creation myths and ancient stories about the creation of life. Now I want some eggs, some Easter really? eggs. Um, what did I you said, say, Jermaine? really, you want Easter eggs now? Like, say, I do. Like, now I want some Easter eggs. I'm hungry. That's what it is. Um, blame it on the hunger. Don't blame it on with the Easter eggs. <laughs> well, I, I mean, well, I was, after doing spiritual work, in any context, praying things like that, you must nourish Absolutely. your body and nourish your soul. So I will be doing that after this podcast. But, um, to stay on foot, it goes on. It has been given cosmic significance representing the birth and rebirth of many gods and powerful spiritual beings. And that to me is why I feel it was so easy to transition from a pagan holiday to the symbolization of Jesus Christ because he died, he was resurrected. That's still life. That's a new life, that's a rebirth. And so understanding that and how I don't, I don't, really get in the hole of what's right or what's wrong, but just understanding the storyline and the basis and the connection in that. Your opinion? So, <laughs> yes. I, I See, the funny thing is we're going to agree on a lot of stuff because I'm, I'm not a traditional, <laughs> uh, like, Christian clergy person. So, yes, I think there is a level of uh, transcendent awareness around the holidays, even the fact that the significance of the egg that um, the symbolism of that, that folks are not realizing that during this season, when they engage in that process, they're literally quote unquote resurrecting themselves by giving themselves life energy and life force. So it's, it's always really interesting when Christians think they're just so holy and they're, 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 their practices that aren't rooted in other things. But they, well, and I pre- no, 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 no. They, they continue to do it. So it's just, it's just interesting that in a natural place, folks get up every good old Easter Sunday, make a good old breakfast with them eggs and bacon, stuff that I don't eat personally, but nonetheless, uh, I digress. A little eggs and bacons and grits and toast and that, 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 not realizing during this season, they're literally 
opening themselves up to the concept of new life. You know, side note, I'm wondering how people are functioning since COVID. You know, churches, let me be honest, you know, I'm going to say this. People, I normally, especially when I went to church, people really didn't even go to church like that. But the moment the, the holiday celebrations was, it'd be, mm-hmm. it would, let me speak properly, the church would be packed with bodies. And so I wonder how that's going nowadays since it's COVID and things like that. Nevertheless, um, I just like to take this opportunity for those that are listening. I love all my fellow people and all of that. Um, I appreciate um, Jermaine focusing that context because that's the thing that we all need to understand. Well, why are you worshiping these civilizations or why you're doing that? And even with the connection of Jesus Christ and his resurrection at the basis of it, all these things and, and whatever way that they're portrayed, the meaning behind it is rebirth, new life new beginning and so that's the connection that i wanted to bring within that now i had to really go through my information because i was always referencing which i'm still wanting to know more information about that but e-star the the photo that i I shared it's saying that it's incorrect and i'm thinking what context is it behind the the goddess being of a certain area anglo-saxon versus not and that's the thing that i was puzzled when i before i um was getting ready to do this podcast was is there a big desire for this goddess or this meaning to be associated with anglo-saxon spirituality or we probably finna get in a race right now or uh, (laughs) or what is the meaning because it was interesting to me that nowadays I love the fact that they're doing fact check on fact fact check on certain social medias, but this battle of where Easter actually comes from in the civilization is interesting to me. That is it Anglo-Saxon or is it another cultural representation or does it even freaking matter? What it doesn't do matter. <laughs> Because the, the more we get into the minutia of that, the more we can allow ourselves to be divided. Let it go. It's not that serious. If your kids like to sit there and connect to the damn Easter bunny and, and ball and ball eggs and dye them and go through scavenger hunts, let the, let, let the children have their moment of connecting to purity of fun and joy and bliss. If you're an adult that you're so, so heavenly bound, as they say, you're no earthly good, and you sit there and think it's the devil Easter, then Shondo Jondo, you keep your space right there, but allow everybody else to have the freedom to experience because what wasn't given yes. free will, that, that's the, that was the divine gift and present from God on the sacredness of life and the sacredness of the, the shard of God's presence being one within you. So let people be, let them have free will, let them experience the totality of earth stop being focused on that stuff because i think that is what divides us when we 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 get to the place that well this is what we say it is okay so that's your stance on it that don't mean that's the only truth you may be looking at it just like through a prism you see one shard and one color and you focus on it that doesn't mean that shard that color is the total of the shape and the total of the color it just means that's the thing that your eyes focus on that doesn't now take away from the fact that there's a myriad of different shards and different shapes and different colors in the prism. Let's own the prism, the totality. Of Maybe if we got to that place, then there wouldn't be so many much division. There wouldn't be so many wars. There wouldn't be so much 
judgment. There won't be so much hatred. There will not be so much bashing and, and discrimination and prejudice because then we will see the, the beauty of the prism. Well, all right. That was a powerful message. So with that being said, Tremaine is saying it does not fucking yeah. matter for whatever that you're believing in. And I, I, I like the fact that you said that because the innocence, I mean, even in the symbolization about the rebirth, I think is associated with youthfulness, with childhood, with new beginnings. And I do want to say, I, I have that same mindset. Let kids be kids. There's an opportunity to educate and things like that. But let them have fun. Even, even not kids, adults. I think a lot of times we get so serious and who's right and who's wrong and this, this, and that. And spring is about that that renewal, that rebirth, that as we talked about yesterday, just being, it is a blessing, a phenomenal blessing to just sit, be still, and smell a goddamn motherfucking flower. (laughs) I decided to say that like that because I have been watching so much stuff and have been listening to so many things. I've been watching so many things. And to me, my message really is about people taking the time to get to know themselves, but also be able to sit with themselves. A lot of times when it comes to these conversations, people are uncomfortable with the truth, but uncomfortable with who they are. And that's what rebirth and renewal is about. You've been through this. You've been dealing with this. Now it's time to to move to the next stage are you ready to let things go to be reborn associating with jesus and resurrection all the stuff he went to that persecute uh, persecution all of that the symbolization with that is he died for sins whatever all of that but he was reborn that journey was over that sacrifice was over he did what he was supposed to do and he was done and i feel like that with a lot of us Christian or not, the symbolization of the season, you have that winter. And I really don't like saying like that because, you know, my birthday is in the winter time and <laughs> I feel like I'm great. But that's the point of that winter, that season of winter to sit with what you've been going through, to sit and endure and be determined and, and put the hard work, that hibernation of being with yourself. But once that spring comes, that this is the time to let things go, to find something new. I literally today, my mantra, my intentions, all of that. Anybody that's listening, if you want to know anything about protection, love work, all of that, please message me. But nevertheless, it is a perfect time to sit with yourself. Like, I'm ready to get out and connect with nature. I'm ready to live my life as I have always been. But that's what the seasonal chains are about changes are about i will once again have a conversation about the summer socials as well too but easter and all its many concepts the base of it is rebirth resurrection or life or whatever you call it this is the focus of that is taking this time to enjoy the seasonal change but also spiritually be profound to step up and be reborn, be renewed in the things that you have been suffering, that you've been enduring, that you have been processing. I did, as I said yesterday, I did a reading on people letting go and taking away. I mean, I did a message with somebody or a session with somebody about her uncomfortability with making decisions 
on where she needs to go. And my message with her, the reading was really, trust yourself. You done did the damn work. You know what you're capable of. You've been sitting with yourself for the longest. You know you don't need to trust that person because of how they acting. You've been sitting under this snow of emotions. And I'm connecting with seasons, but this snow of emotions, these feelings of inadequacy, when all along you've been doing the work, you have been in your faith, you've been growing, you've been doing all that determined focus and getting over things. This is your spring. This is your spring. This is your blessings. And I just said that not too long ago when I did my, my first podcast of the year is making dreams come true. The focus this year is the fact that you have put in the faith with the work. The spring is the new blessings from the work that you previously put in. And so I was getting ready to go into a whole sermon and stuff like that. But I love having these conversations because we need to start breaking down and moving away from these ideologies that are put in our head and understand the true meaning of things is about your peace, your happiness, your growth, your enlightenment, your understanding. I know a lot of people, including myself, have been working ourselves to the bone to make these things happen. And you should be very proud of yourself. For everybody that's listening to me and listening to this podcast, you have accomplished a whole lot. Now is the time to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Fruit comes from what? Springtime. We're in a springtime season. All the planting, harvest, and things like that, you have this new growth. And it's time to enjoy that. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. Enjoy you know, the bounty of your harvest and things of that nature. Because you did it. You accomplished that. And so I want to, this today is not going to be a long message, but I want to take some time to have Jermaine just um, give his ending insight on his message today for Easter. And then we're going to get into some Oracle card readings and messages profoundly. And then a wonderful prayer from this extraordinary being. Any last so words? as you were talking and you were, uh, bringing up seasons, my mind is very image oriented. So what came to me is that we need to be the leaf. So a tree is a thing that's short in life. Yes, yes. The power of a leaf, a leaf doesn't start every new season as that complete leaf. It grows from its space on the yes. branch of a tree. And the amazing part is it starts small and it begins to grow and grow. The gag is it's not about the size, but then when it gets to its full size, it then has a radiated color that literally begins to just catch your eye. It becomes eye-catching. But the other part is that the color begins to change and shift as time goes on. But then that leaf falls off and then the season starts all over again. So be like the leaf people. Don't think that you instantly are going to get there. Instantly, everything is going to work itself out. Instantly, everything's you're going to, you're going to be where you need to be. Be like the leaf. The leaf continues to grow each season. The color may even get more vibrant each time around. It may become more HD than it was the last time, but the fact is it starts in the same space. And a new version of itself comes the following season. So when the fall comes, it begins to change. 
Because on some levels, in yes. what is coming to me right now, the leaf begins to give back its energy back to the thing that gave it energy. And then it falls off. And then when oh. it goes through the winter and the shedding begins to happen, when spring comes, the thing that was given life back by all those leaves then begins to give life out of itself to the leaf and the leaf begins to grow. Be the leaf people. Be the leaf. Cycles. So yeah, let, let me stop because I feel that going somewhere. Be the leaf. <laughs> Be the leaf, yeah. Be the leaf. <laughs> Keep going. Be the leaf. It's, I mean, that literally because is I don't the message be... of the seasonal changes are the yeah, like of life. That nature is constantly telling us how stuff goes. Like the tree literally takes energy from literally the earth and then flows it through itself, through the branches, to those little nubs, and those nubs become leaves. Every season, you can guarantee it, if you look to a tree that's near you, there is a nub, and at some point, that nub will turn into a leaf. It doesn't instantly, this moment the spring season hits, it's automatically now a leaf. No. It doesn't automatically fall off the moment that December hits, no, there is a process and a journey. We need to be the leaf <laughs> and know at some point the thing that gave you life, whatever that is, whatever your theological perspective is, whatever your spiritual path is, there comes a season when the fall begins to hit. You need to be pouring energy back to the thing that gave you energy during the spring and the summer. So that when the winter yes. comes and mm -hmm. that transition of hibernation and you let go, fall off, fall, fall off all your ego, fall off all the stuff that hindered you, fall off all the stuff that kept you from loving yourself. Now that you're in hibernation, you can sit there and let it happen. Why? Because hibernation is that moment when you just sit in stasis and you, you literally suck whatever is necessary. And you begin to shed all the stuff, just like a bear sheds fat. That's why I eat so much in the spring, in the summer, so that when hibernation happens, it can sit and rest in a state and never need, never wants. The leaf doesn't want in the winter because it's a nub. It's protected. And then the spring comes. And now that you've been protected for all the months of winter, spring comes. You literally slowly start to come out of the nub to be an amazing leaf and have vibrant colors. Your colors may not be the same every season. I dare someone to even try to do that, stare at one leaf and make a marker and then every year look at that same leaf and look at the, the awesomeness of its color and the radiance of its color. And the shape may even change. Why? Because there's a rebirth, there's a spring fork. Be the leaf, be the leaf. Stop focusing on, well, I did this with this job. I should be here. Ah, I sat there and I took care. I fixed myself. I went to therapy. I don't understand why the relationships ain't working. Uh -uh. Oh my God, I sat there and I, I recovered and I no longer use the drugs and I asked people for forgiveness. They ain't forgive me. Uh -uh. You go through all these little things and expect it instantly. Instant gratification like a microwave. You get 30 seconds and boom, it's all done. No, that's not how that works. Spiritual work is not an instant process. It may seem instant, but there was stuff that led up to it. But somehow oh, we expect word. that the leaf is supposed to grow instantly and now it's supposed to have all this bright, vibrant color and never become brown. But it's supposed Seems to become brown. Time. It, it's supposed to go through a process. Humans, we are in a journey and a process. We didn't instantly come out the womb running. We had to crawl and stumble. We had to stand and stumble. We had to stagger 
and stumble. We had to walk and still fall. Like, it, it, it's not, no, it, we didn't get up and instantly came out the womb and we driving cars. It's a process and a journey. Give yourself, my business advisor, mentor, says all the time on her uh, lives, give yourself grace. Yeah, give yourself grace, people, head, and be the leap. Give yourself grace. You'll get there. Your getting there ain't the person next to you getting there. Your get there ain't gonna look like it did the last time you became into spring. Your get here ain't gonna look like your neighbor, your best friend, your mama, your daddy, your boo thing, your significant other, your your taste of the week. It's not gonna look like any of that. But give yourself grace. You you're not in competition with no one. No one is in your game or in your lane, but you. It don't matter who you invite into your life. You are the only one in that lane. Because just like that leaf is the only one on that nub, so are you. There's a whole bunch of us on that whole branch, but you're the only one from that one space. Be the leaf. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank you so much. That was a powerful... And I, for all those that are listening, I myself really, truly... I'm grateful and humble for the journey that I've experienced. I am able to love when there was a time where there was so much brokenness and lack of understanding and so much pain, but that is the importance of understanding the journey and being with the journey and, and, and being organic and letting things flow. And so I appreciate you saying that I am going, I have pulled some powerful cards over those that are listening. Um, this is my opportunity to give you a powerful message from my Oracle card readings. I am a witch. I do Oracle, Oracle card and tarot readings, spiritual advisor. And we've had that profound and wonderful message from Jermaine. But my message, as I have pulled this card, if we all could see it, of this beautiful lady cascading with this flowing gown. And the message is self-love. I know for a lot of people at this time, they're, they may have been overcoming pain, they may have been stressing work, or a lot has been going on. And this is the time for you to love yourself. This is what spring renewal deeply means to me, is taking time to take that vacation or take that break or sit with yourself and love on yourself, even if that means just taking a, a bath. I know people got kids and they got things going on, but you deserve love. And if that has to be love from yourself, love actually needs to start from yourself because you can't nobody love you like you love yourself. And so in this message, and that's so I always, the one thing that's so powerful about my messages is I, I speak these things and then the message in the card is connected deeply. So the message in the card says, take time out to get to know yourself and what works for you in this particular cycle of your life. Some of the biggest obstacles to self-love are self-criticism and perfectionism, which lead to harsh judgment of the self, closing down and eventually illness. Have you been trying to compete with others, get approval from people in your family, or simply pushing yourself too hard? Now, I feel like this is <laughs> applying to me. If so, you need to soften and start listening to your body. Focus on keeping your heart open and practice acknowledging and recognizing the good in yourself and others. This card beckons you to breathe love in and out every moment of the day. Let me say that again. This card beckons all those who are listening, even those that are on here, me and Jermaine, 
breathe love in and out every moment of the day. And I do. Even sometimes when I feel like it's hard to love people, I practice love because it manifests that energy. And ask yourself, what changes do I need to make to to my daily routine so that love can pulsate through every breath, action, and relationship I engage in? That is a prominent and profound question. It challenges your mind. It helps you think and process. Choose to open your heart through softness, deep breathing, relaxation, movement. I just did my meditation work. Finding beauty in nature in your home and your pain and your love and your sadness and your prayer. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, finding the goodness in everything. But mind over matter. You have control over your emotions. So why not choose to love yourself, find peace, and move the fuck on with your life? Because it's your life. If you don't do something about it, who will? It ends in saying, keep your heart open, even though it makes you feel vulnerable and exposed. And there's strength and vulnerability. And that card I pull from my healing cards. I love that deck, it, deck of, of cards. It's such a beautiful card. But my second card is from my Earth Magic Oracle cards. I am a Capricorn. I love using my Earth Magic cards. And the card that I have pulled for this one is Music Harmony. So we have self-love and we have harmony. And these things go hand in hand, especially in spring. Love. Love is in the air. Flowers blooming, harmony, nature, all of that. And we have two women with music, with leers and a violin, just harmony. And the interesting thing about this card is the energy around this card, I feel, for all of those that are listening, it's, it's balance. It's time for balance. Everything that's going on in your life, whether you're working too hard, take some time for yourself. If you're not taking any initiative to work, now it's time to get serious. Find balance and harmony in your life. And that's me. I love it. My peace of mind is the most important thing. And I want to make sure that I am balancing all things so that I can focus on the things that are going to be beneficial to me. And you have, and it's all about balance. The message in this card says, music, what would life be like without it? And I love music. It's my go-to thing. It's not something that we humans invented. Rather, music has been around since time began. Subtle and dramatic textures of sound have existed as long as there have been beings that could hear them. For our ancient ancestors, paying close attention to sounds, rhythms, and vibrations from the environment helped them survive. Of course, it has also been compelling for humanity to create music through our own voice and musical instruments. As we have evolved, so have the instruments we've created some of which, when played, mimic the music of the natural world, where there's more than one instrument played or two or more people singing. The resulting harmonies blend into one unified sound that is pleasing to the ear. This message, to me, is about being harmonized with your environment, with your family, with your work, with all of that resonating. There's so much power with harmony, with being one and connected. As me and this wonderful man who has been supporting my podcast and all that as well, too, that's a form of harmony. We are connected. We're supporting each other as beings on this earth. That is a beautiful thing. And so the message goes on to say, this is a time of considerable harmony for you, one where the various elements in your life are flowing together smoothly. Just as in musical harmony, it is the interface of these elements that merge into a cycle of symmetry and balance that evokes feelings of harmony. The challenge is to sustain this inner chord even when there is considerable dissonance outside of your own mind, heart, and body. 
That means when them people is trying you, when they coming for you, and they all up in your face and in your energy, tell them to try God, not you. Now I'm just playing. But no, um, it's 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 this is all about harmony and balance and being one with yourself and one with the universe. Note the sensations, emotions, and thoughts you experience when everything seems to be moving along well. That's a powerful feeling for everything to be at one. And this is where you're getting to. This is where you want to aspire to. Take three deep breaths. And let your breathing be the anchor that reminds you of this state of consciousness. Whenever you perceive chaos around you, know that it is a mirror for you to enter turmoil. When you recognize this, take three or more breaths to bring forth the memory of those moments when your life was like a symphony. I love classical music too. Then every time you exhale, you are releasing the energy of your internal state of harmony into the world and it will have amazing effects. Y'all... That is one of the most simplest things that you can... People are like, oh, I can't do meditation. I can't. That means you don't have control over your own energy. And you might want to work on that. If you cannot sit by yourself and breathe for three moments, that means you something, something's going on. And so I want to end this saying for those that have been a part, this two-part spring equinox, where is the damn flowers at? Conversation with Jermaine. I feel abundantly blessed. And my day is not over yet. Easter, whatever way that you worship it or whatever way that you connect it, know that this is your time for new beginnings, new love, new friendships, new, new greatness. Stand firm in that and flow in that. Be loved. Love yourself and be harmonized. And don't let chaos disrupt your energy. And so in these last moments, I thank you for being here, Jermaine. I want to end this with a profound prayer of abundance and new beginnings and fair wishes. Wonderful spirit, we come before you right now, asking you to help recalibrate us and readjust us, oh God, so that we can embrace the season of change, oh God, so that we can find harmony within ourselves, oh God, and within our environment, oh God. Bring us to this place, oh God, that allows us to let go and let you, to trust in the fact that however we call your name or the presence of your universe or your energy, God, bring us to this place yet again, that we can always have a resurrected moment. We can always have a moment of coming back to harmony when we feel we are out of harmony, oh God. Bless us with the strength that is required to own and love ourselves. Bless us with the strength, oh God, and the courage to be able to protect ourselves against anything that would wish to bring us down. God, give us and grant us the strength and bless us with that awareness of whom we are in this moment, oh God, whom we will be and whom we're about to change into, oh God. Allow us to continue to come back to a place where we know that it's us and you, it's us and energy, it's us and the wind, it's us and the water, it's us and the sand, it's us and the dirt, it's us and the sky, it's us and everything around us. Why? Because God, you fashioned us in an image that transcends physical form. So keep us connected to that awareness each and every day, oh God. Bless our homes. For all those that will listen to this podcast, let there be something that 
touches them and plants a seed in them that begins to bud and grow and that they continue to give themselves grace and they are patient with themselves. Just like that good old church song says, Lord, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. For all those individuals, you're not done. You are just beginning. The page is changing, but you're not done. You're just beginning. You've gone through some stuff. You're not done. You're just beginning. And the page is turning and a new chapter is beginning. The book never ends. Even when we transcend from this place to go into the next place, we are still writing that same book with wealth of knowledge and insight that someone can gain power within themselves. So God, let us not leave this place without knowing that you still love us, that the earth still loves us that nature still loves us, that the winds still love us, that the crashing waves and the moving water still loves us. Because God, that's whom you are. You are everything and anything. And you transcend the religious doctrine and the dogma of one scope. You are transcended. You are bigger and beyond. So we just say and close this prayer with understanding that you are the it factor. The thing that brings us together, you are the it factor. When we can't even utter your name, you are the it factor. When we're trying to scramble to find the articulated words to have a dialogue and conversation with you, you are the it factor that brings us together as a family globally and siblings that no one is left out. You are the it factor that brings us to that place of harmony and understanding and love and patience and kindness, you are the it factor that allows us to have the strength to honor the fact of the aman, which is the maleness of whomever and however the maleness show up. You are the ashe, whatever the femininity and how it flows in its fluidity throughout the world and it manifests and rests in us. You are the ahoy that allows us to know that you are transcended and maybe the genders don't even align with you, but you are fullness and totality and whole and not broken. You are the Godhead that transcends and comes to the culmination of merging all of that together that allows us to know that you are truly everything and anything. And we say, so it is. I thank you so much for that powerful message. I just want everyone that is listening to this podcast and all my podcasts to stay tuned. There are more phenomenal conversations that I will be having and as I always say in ending, au revoir, ciao bella, adios, aslam alaikum, and peace and abundant blessings unto you all. Please follow me on Instagram, CJ the Phoenix God, on Facebook, Phoenix Rises, and please connect with Jermaine Green um, on his oh, platforms. So okay, so it's <laughs> I didn't know that was intro. It sounded like it was intro, but yeah. So um, it's. <laughs> Jermaine Green, Jermaine D. Green on Facebook. Just uh, you know, don't don't just like be a creep with it. You you can talk to me. Uh, also on Instagram, it is Emerald Enigma seventy six. You can reach me out there. Uh, yeah, those are my main two platforms that I post and do stuff to. So yeah, I love you all. Thank you for being here. Happy day of Easter and spring blessings and y'all have a great day.